You want to be successful? Do you want to grow your business? Do you want to dominate the day? Then you're going to need Big Skip Energy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Big Skip Energy Podcast. As always, I am your host, Skip Wilcox, and I have got a special episode for y'all today. Now, before we get into that, though, it's hard to believe that I am already at the final episode of Season 2. I cannot thank y'all enough for listening. I mean, thousands of downloads uh, reached over... 12 countries, which I can't believe that, I mean, I, you know, I, that, that that's so flattering. And I am so honored to be able to bring content that people find beneficial and fun. Hopefully it makes your day a little bit better and helps you close some more business. Uh, we're going to be doing season three here shortly. And as y'all may have noticed, my logo has had a slight change. I will be adding former Big Skip Energy podcast guest, Kayla Callender, on as a co-host for season three. And we're going to be making one additional change. We are going to be adding an outlet to the show, which is going to be on YouTube. So it'll still be available where you normally listen, but it'll also be on YouTube. So you have a video stream to look at our beautiful faces, bringing you the content that you have come to enjoy. So on to current business. Rick McKinley. Now, Rick is a lifelong mortgage veteran. He has been a loan officer. He's been an account executive. I've had the distinct pleasure of working with him at Crescent. And he is going to share today some strategies for his success and recommendations for what amounts to essential practices in sales. So whether you're a loan officer or a realtor or sell in any kind of space, the topics that Rick's going to bring up are really timeless. He does a great job hitting the essentials, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, here he is, Rick McKinley. Rick McKinley, welcome to the Big Skip Energy Podcast. How are we doing today, man? Doing good. It's been a great day, Skip. Thanks for having me on. Oh, oh it's been a great day. Well, I would have figured it would have been an even greater day now that you can spend some time <laughs> with me here. And my listeners. Absolutely. This is the high point of my day. The high point of your day. Very, very good. Very good. So, man, Rick, give everyone just a little bit of an idea of who you are, what you do, and what you're all about. Sure. Rick McKinley. I'm currently an account executive and vice president for Crescent Mortgage Company. Been with Crescent for 11 years. I got into the mortgage business in the mid to late 90s as an originator. Did that for a while. Got into the wholesale side in... uh, 2000, 2001, been through a lot of cycles, seen a lot of things happen. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of cycles in that time, my man. Yeah, I uh, got my CMB in 2018 um, at the behest of our honorable president and CEO, Crescent uh, Fowler Williams. And uh, mm-hmm. it's been a really good thing as well. And basically, what I do is I like to uh, be a consultant for uh, banks and their mortgage production just to help them earn more fee income and uh, reduce their risk. That's really what I want to do. That's my why for doing what I do. That's your why? That's not your why. That's your how, man. No, that's my why. The Isn't reason it? I want to do it, I really want to help them reduce risk and earn more money. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So what is it about that that you like so much? I want to be a helper. 
I mean, I'm not a salesperson. I'm looking at things from a consultative angle and I'm looking at what they're missing um, and and how I can help, honestly. So if I can't help you, then I'm going to leave you alone. But if I see things that I think (laughs) could be fixed, I want to help you fix them. I was actually at an appointment today, Skip. Listen to this. I was at an appointment today. It was my last one for the day. And the operations manager, she looks at me and then she looks at the president and the chief commercial banker there and says, this is the first account executive that's ever volunteered compliance information. We've got nothing to do but offer help with that stuff. Compliance is a big part of the puzzle. So I want to be able to help. Well, it is, especially since you're, well, I say you're because it's mine too, but your, uh, your target, uh, target audience is financial institutions. And, uh, more so now than ever, compliance is a major, major tool of that. Absolutely. We're going to see even more regulation coming forward, I'm sure. But, um, Yeah, this is the time to be talking about those sorts of things. For sure, man. So uh, in in case you guys haven't been able to put this together yet, Rick and I do work together at Crescent Mortgage. He has the the distinct pleasure of dealing with me on a day-to-day basis. Um, I try to avoid it as much as possible, but yeah, and that's how it's still pleasurable because <laughs> you, you avoid it. You're 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 one in one end of the country. I'm at the other. At the top yeah, pretty the much. Country. Yeah, you have the warm part. I have the cold part. But, by the way, what is the temperature today up there? Uh, it actually made it to 37 today. So, so it's a heat we have wave. a warming trend. Yeah, we still have about an, a foot of snow on the ground, though. So man, it's crazy. Uh, just 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 so you know, it's 82 here today. Oh, I'm so jealous. Someday you should be. Someday you should be. So, okay, tell me a little bit about the reason I wanted to have you on today is because, you know, you and I have done some work together. We are of like mind, but different approach and different approach is really what I wanted to bring you on and talk about today, because there are several different ways. Now, obviously, you and I are in mortgage. The majority of my listeners are going to be in the mortgage and banking fields, but it really spans across industry. And so let's talk a little bit about the differentiation or the different styles of selling. And I guess start off, describe to me what your style is and the influences behind that and why just because you sell one way does not mean that you can't work well with somebody who may have a different approach or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it was told to me once way back when I was first starting, I think I was at what became U.S. Bank, uh, the Minneapolis uh you know, originator of U.S. Bank was First Bank National Association. And one of my first managers, he was an old commercial lender, said, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of have to be a chameleon with whomever you're working with. You, you find out what um, what their style is, what's important to them, and you kind of meld to that, so to speak. But that doesn't mean that you have to not be true to yourself. And um, for me, one of the most important things that I like to be is an expert. Um, I want to be the resource for people so they know, okay, well, What's the right answer? I'll bet if we just ask Rick, he'll know the answer. And because I become that path of least resistance for them, they want to just, well, let's just go with Rick. We'll, we'll, we'll work with Rick, um, that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So, um, you know, uh, my style is more um, along the uh, being the information broker, so to speak. I wasn't the guy that brought the donuts. I was the guy that brought the information. Um, mm. That's just the way I do things. Yeah, I like that. It's something you said there actually really stood out to me, and it was – it was uh, essentially being front of mind with with the customers, and you know you've heard me talk about this before. It's the concept of capturing that mind share, yeah, uh, which is exactly what you described. Anytime somebody thinks of something to do with mortgage, you want them to think of Rick in your in, in your target markets, and so uh, that am, so am I understanding correctly that that is your goal? Absolutely. Um, I was just talking with the rep that uh, is working for me um, yesterday. 
and asking the question, you know, what do you want for yourself? I'll tell you what I want for myself is I want to be the first person people think of when they think of mortgage. If I want to get the right answer about this, who am I going to call? It's going to be Rick. Yep. Very good. So what are some ways that you have seen be successful in the in the B2B business to business space, um, especially with financial institutions that have really contributed to your ability to work and capture that mind share? Uh, well, honestly, like I said, I like to be the expert on things and I like to have all of the facts available to me. So I actually do a lot of studying and I try to teach myself whatever it is that I need to know before I'm going to get to a certain appointment. So if, if, um, if I need to know about somebody's, uh, a bank's financial situation, or if I need to know, um, you know, what special situation they might be going through, I want to know about it before I get there. And ultimately, um, I guess I was blessed with a memory that absorbs a lot and keeps a lot and has it available to, to me later. So, um, you know, being able to just call upon, you know, I don't know, 20 something years of experience and being able to pull some obscure thing. I'm saying, well, actually, this is how it works. I actually ran into this once back in, you know, 2007 <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. th- those types of things are, are what are helpful for people. Um, I was doing a presentation recently um, uh, on a, a program that we have and going through all the different things. And I was looking at the people that I was presenting and they're actually just kind of like, wow, that's a lot of information to know. And then I said, yes, but I'm going to hold your hand all the way through this. When it's your turn to do it, when you're ready, mm-hmm. I'll just walk you through it all. You don't need to know it all. I will know it for you. Yeah. And yeah that's what makes the difference. I was just about to say, I think that's the key there is not only establishing your position as someone who has the well, you know, has that wealth of knowledge, understanding that by working with you, you don't have, you, you don't have to learn it. You don't have to yeah. absorb it all. Okay. That, that's yeah. what I'm here for. But what I do need to be sure that you're clear on is that I can help you step by step to get you from point A to B to C and so on. And you know what, if I can add on that, this is kind of a little sidebar, but, um, I took a I love sidebars. I took about an eight month, um, side trip out of mortgage and into the insurance world. Um, back in the late nineties, there was a shortage of housing, at least up in the Minnesota, you know, Minneapolis market. There probably was other places too, but, uh, I was a hundred percent commission originator. I had a pile full of files that were, you know, files that were pre-approved a a full drawer full of files, but yet I was starving and I'm Mm -hmm. a young dad. Um, Hey, I've got to do something to, to make some money here. So, uh, I needed to have something where I could control the sales cycle and not be short of inventory. Well, you're never short of inventory if you're selling insurance and investments. <laughs> it's always That's true for you. So I actually moved to that uh, route and I got my Series 6, my 63, and my insurance licenses. And I was actually selling for uh, Northwestern Mutual for a while. They mm-hmm. seemed like a respectable company. And uh, I actually... Why'd they hire you? Uh, it's a good question. I did a good sales job to get them to actually... Ah, there me, it is, there it is. Yeah, yeah. A couple good sales jobs in my life. Once was to get... Uh, my in-laws to let me marry their daughter. And the other one was to get Northwestern to hire me. Um, (laughs) At any rate, I did learn a lot from them. And one of the things that they taught was, you know what, even as a salesperson, you don't need to be the expert. All you need to do is have access to the expert or have access to the information. So those of us that were young recruits, all we had to do is get people in front of 
the experts that we would bring in on a particular topic like long-term care insurance or whatever the case might be, disability, whatever. And I've brought a lot of those you know, past experiences with me as I've moved into the career that I'm in now. I see. Yeah, that's and that's really cool. So, speaking of you know your longevity, uh, Rick's actually 104 years old. No, I am. Yeah, I don't look that. I'm only look 97. But that's right. Well, the years have been kind to you. So <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, speaking of 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 the different cycles and longevity and everything, your approach. Um, and now, and I could be wrong, but your approach has stayed consistent throughout your time uh, in the mortgage business, spanning over 20 years. Yeah. Um, whether you've been a loan officer selling to consumers or you've been an AE selling to other, to other businesses, you still tried to maintain that same approach overall, yeah. right? That's, that's correct. Yeah. What kind of tweaks and changes have you, have you made to it just to fine tune it based off the particular circumstances that, that surround the, um, the market? Well, I will say this, um, midway through my wholesale and correspondent journey, I actually heard um, a talk from a guy named Seth Godin. I don't know if you know who that mm-hmm. is, but he's a marketing genius. He talks about this purple cow principle. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, I have, but please go ahead and, say, and give us the synopsis. Okay. The, the, the synopsis is, is that you want to do something that's remarkable. If you drove past a farm and saw you know 500 cows, you wouldn't stop they're all just cows. But if you saw a cow that was purple, you would stop, get out and take a picture with it and send it to everybody because it was remarkable. It's something you hadn't seen before. And you tell Mm -hmm. other people about it. Well, after I heard that, I realized, hey, I need to do something that is following that purple cow principle. And so um, probably about 15 years ago, I actually started doing um, a mortgage TV show for all of my clients. Um, and it morphed and it grew and it got a little more detailed on and on higher production value and that sort of thing. And so now it's called Rick's Picks. You've been on it a few times with me. I appreciate that. And I have um, been. it's been my distinct pleasure. Yeah. Mine to have you actually. And uh, it's been something that uh, I guess watch all over the country. It's funny. I was helping one of our other reps do a presentation down in Southern Illinois. I don't know if I told you this, Skip. I got in there. And we were just going to start talking about a particular product that I was presenting on. And two of the women that I'd, I've never met any of them before, but two of them looked at me and then they took a double take and looked at me again. And they just said, can I ask a question? Yep. Are you Rick from Rick's Picks? <laughs> I said, okay, well, it's matter- now, I, but they should have known the answer to that before. Because I mean, you know, you look the same on, uh, on your show as you do in person. Yeah, you'd think so. But I said, yeah, I am. And they're like, we, we knew we recognized you. And I said, you know, what's funny. The last time this happened, I was in Washington, D.C. And I was at the NBA convention. I had just gotten my CMB in 2018. And I was at the very last class that they were talking about. It was issuing joint securities between Fannie and Freddie. And uh, a woman looked at me again and took a double take. And then she goes, yeah. are you Rick from Rick's Picks? And I'm like, wow. Uh, yeah. Where are you from? And how do you know that? And she said, well, I'm from Virginia. I, I work with so-and-so from your Virginia market. So pretty cool. Yep. So um, Skip, that means everybody knows who you are too. Um, well, and not just from my show, but from, from your, from your, that was a you know, given podcast. Rick, Rick, your face is coast to coast. My voice is coast to coast. So. And so is your face actually. 
because you've been yeah, on yeah, four that's true. By, yeah, by yeah. virtue of your show. So yeah, and actually, I will say this, Skip. I don't know if I've told you this, but a lot of people have really enjoyed those episodes. Um, they really liked <laughs> you on there, as a matter of fact. Yeah, and and, and we have plans of, of cranking out some more episodes together. Yeah, I think we're going to do that. Yeah, they're actually really helpful. They provided uh, they ways are for they, they to, some very good information. Not not yeah. the ones I'm on, but the ones in general. Rick does a very good job with that, y'all. So, Rick, talk to me a little bit more about the different sales approaches. Now, if you were to approach a lot, or actually, let me rephrase this. If a loan officer was to come to you and say, Rick, man, I know you've been doing this a long time. I love your approach. It's not really my thing, but uh, what are some things, well, you know, what are some key themes you think I need to adapt into my own sales approach to make me successful? Well, so what, are, what, are, what are some non-negotiables across the board, yeah. no matter how you sell? For sure. I think the biggest thing is understanding who your customer is. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're a loan officer um, or whomever, you have to understand who your customer is and you need to listen to them. Uh, listening is the key. And finding out if there's truly a need there and what that need really is. Instead yep. of just trying to force something particular on them, instead finding out how can I actually help them? Now, to mm-hmm. me, sales isn't sales. Sales is actually helping you find what you need. Yeah. You know, there's a quote out there that I like a lot. You've probably heard me say this before. I know the, that my listeners have and my, and my training clients especially, but there's a sales trainer out there. His name's Mark Hunter. And uh, his, his not tagline, but kind of his running theme is, is sales is when you are helping someone else achieve what they didn't think was possible. And that's that's really what it is. You, it's our job to help them achieve whatever their goal happens to be. Uh, right. the, the easiest, best, whatever that means, of course, and or, or more efficient way, doing it better than than they could by working with somebody else. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's absolutely right. And you know what? That brings into the one of your previous recent skip episodes uh, regarding the discovery. Um, yeah. Honestly, when I was at Nash, uh, not National City, excuse me, when I was at Northwestern Mutual, discovery was the biggest piece of the puzzle. And that yeah. needs to be when you're taking your application, take a good application, no matter what it is for. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's going to serve you well for a long time. Yeah. And I also like something else you said a second ago. First of all, you're 100% right on that. Everything in the mortgage process starts with a good application. Anybody that tells you that tells you otherwise is is an idiot. So, um the, the the biggest thing there that I said is that, or, or I heard you say, is that not everybody is necessarily a good fit for you to work with. And I think a lot of salespeople struggle with that. They think that, or they go out there with the approach that of everybody's a potential customer, or or right. everybody would be a good customer. And a, lot, and a lot of times they find themselves trying to really shove that square peg into the round hole. Yeah. And I think that's part of especially in the B2B model, but really, let's be honest, even in B2C, um, sometimes consumers are not always going to be the best fit to work with, uh, with an LO, with a realtor, whatever the case may be. And so I think identifying and recognizing that fact first, and then putting pen to paper and saying, okay, who do I work with best? Who I want to work with best and why? What what makes us a good fit to start with? So you can start to really target your approach. Do you think that's a fair statement? I do. I do. And I, no matter what industry, and sometimes um, new salespeople try to focus on, you know, harvesting the whale mm. and they're going to starve in the process. What they need to do is be netting a bunch of little fish first. Um, yeah. And that's, because, you know what? Diversity, you know? Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and the other thing is, is that whale might not be in your wheelhouse to begin with. 
you know, when we look in our industry or any other industry, um, it may be that the person that you're targeting because you think they're going to be a big source of income just really isn't a good fit for what you have to offer. So for sure, it's recognizing what you have to offer and what they need. And if the two fit together, prove it to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, if, uh, if you assume someone is not a good fit without going through the process of talking to them, learning about them, then you're also missing out on, on totally. Them. How many times have we done that where we've, I, I would have to say right now, I mean, I've got a client that from the outside looking in, you'd say no way. Um, they're too big, Yeah, but they're not too big. Mm-hmm. You just didn't know it until you asked the questions. So exactly, exactly. And so, and that's, and that's how it is across the country. I mean, just because, you know, you think someone is not um, is not a good fit, or you assume they are a good fit. You don't know until you go in there and you have a chance to get to know them and what and what their particular needs, struggles, and challenges are, and how you can fit into that and make their lives easier. So, it's uh, yeah. You and I have very different sales approaches. Now they happen to work well together. We both are considered successful. At least I think you know we are. Uh, I guess yeah. you have to ask Fowler about that, but. Um, we we appeal to different types of people. Now, sure. when when you're going out there and you're trying to say, like, kind of like we just talked about a minute ago, when you're making essentially the qualifications for your dream client, what are, what are some things, some exercises that you go through in order to be able to identify who you best work with? What kind of questions do you ask yourself? Yeah, I mean, that's a good one, Skip, because I, I, I mean, maybe I'm uh, shortchanging myself. I feel like I know myself well enough now that I probably don't go through all those sorts of exercises that maybe I could. I'll have to sign up for the Skip training to learn those parts of the puzzle. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but as far as as far as um, asking clients, you know, we all like to work with people that we like, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason that we like them is probably because maybe we feel like they've got similar values that we do or, you know, they work the way that we do. Um, And so I'm looking for those sorts of cues. Now, I'm not not talking about religious beliefs or any of that kind of stuff. That doesn't have to do with it. It No, that that doesn't mean that. No, I'm talking about how you do business. Are you detailed? Are you concerned with doing things the right way? Do you care for your clients? You know, do you want to do what's best for them? It's not about a money grab. It's about Mm -hmm. how can I be that trusted resource for people? And I'm going to help you do that. You know, that's, that's, that's my thing. Now I'm not saying that other people can't do that in their own way. And as much as I probably sound like I'm actually really serious all the time, you know, once you get to know people well enough, you can be more jovial with them or whatever. But um, I definitely want to make sure that people understand, hey, Rick's the responsible, reliable, trustworthy resource that we can go to. And, and I'm hoping that the people that I'm working with are they find that valuable and that they want. to. Well, do I mean, I, so, yeah, I can't speak for your clients, but, uh, you, you know, but, but personally, I, you, you are definitely that you are consistent, you are reliable, you are honest and you are genuine. So that and that's part of what really is your attraction to other people, I think. And, uh, you know, um, it's, it's hard, it's hard to say out there a lot of times like, Hey, you know what? I work with so-and-so and and there's a genuinely good person. Um, and I think if we, you know, if we try try and exude what we, what we hold, hold important and true to us, that'll come out and you do a good job of that. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you do too. And, um, (laughs) you know, it's just, 
you know, we have different personalities is the only difference. Yeah. I feel like, totally. you know, when we're together, I'm the straight man and you're the one that is the funny man, but um, that, that works well together also, you know? That's so. right. It does. It does. You know what? We should take, take our, take our act on the road, man. Let's do it. Let's do Skip, that. Skipping Rick it. on the road. <laughs> so, um, all right, man. So if, if, if listeners want to learn more about Rick McKinley, they need to go where? Well, the one place you could go is to therickmckinley.com, T-H-E, rickmckinley.com. Um, and you can just see some of the stuff that, uh, you know, that we've put out there for our clients. You might get a feel for what I'm like. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. Very good. Very good. And if you're listening to this and you are a, uh, a bank or credit union in the, in the Minnesota Give, give me your territory, man. Yeah, it's the upper, it's the snowy states in the middle of the country. So it's uh, North, South Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan are the ones that I'm currently responsible for. There you go. So yeah, if you're in the cold part of the country, Rick's yeah. got you covered. Like the snow on the ground. Like the snow on the ground. Yeah, that's right. There it is. There it is. Well, Rick, listen, this has been fun. Um, you know, this is going to be the start of some good work that we're, that we're going to do together, I'm sure in the future. So, uh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for coming on and, uh, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow on our sales call. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate having me. Thanks a lot, Skip. It's been fun. I really appreciate Rick taking some time out of his schedule to come on and talk with me about some of the true essentials to being successful in sales. Uh, whether or not you think you do all those things well, or have identified one or two that you think that you could improve upon, The entire list of things that we talked about today are really, really paramount to a successful career in sales. So I hope you all enjoyed it. I look forward to joining you next time for season three, starting in about two weeks. The first episode will air. Until then, remember, energy is contagious. So be sure to use your big skip energy to help you dominate the day. See you next time.